and help us to grow. And before I get any farther, I am going to ask the Lord to be here. So, Lord God, I do ask that you would be here. Uh, whatever words I speak, I hope would be only your words. And help us to put into use what's said. In Jesus' name, amen. How much closer? Is that close enough? No. I'm just I'm just picking at you. But, um, I'm going to talk about something that, that's kind of taken me a few years to really, in a sense, I, I I don't say I'm not going to say I know everything about the Holy Spirit, but I'm, I'm learning as I go, and. I, I think the, I think the Holy Spirit is as much important today as it was at the as the time of uh, the apostles. I don't think anything's changed with that. Just as that saying on the wall, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Well, I believe the Holy Spirit's the same way. And I, I believe that a lot of times we we get kind of scared. You know, it, it's okay to to talk about about God and Jesus, but uh, most of the time, people, when you say Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost, ugh, all of a sudden, ugh, that's really scary. You know, there's there's something, super, it's not superstitious, but Holy Spirit is God. You know, and, and I, I, a lot of times I like to stress the scripture and how important it is, uh, which, which it is, but it's not Father, Son, and Holy Bible. It's Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. I mean, as important as Scripture is, it really is the job. It points us to them. Well, here in, uh, I'm kind of looking here at the, at the beginning of Acts and looking at the early church right before Jesus uh, went to heaven. And this is Acts chapter 1, verses 4 through 14. And Jesus says, as this is about about 40 days after after the resurrection and Jesus is getting ready to go back up into heaven and so his his group of believers at the time it, it mounted to about 120 people but but we we kind of we tend to think of just the apostles but uh, they were there and Jesus was getting ready to go and they were there and in verse 4 says and being assembled together with them he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his authority. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Now when he had spoken these things while they were watched, he uh, was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, who also said, Men of Galilee... Why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. Well, 
most of you know I work for the city. I'm stopping right there for a moment, but most of you know that I, I work for the city and the water department, but for about the last three years, the, the city was just absolutely terrified with the prospect of what happened last summer, and that was our solar eclipse that we had. And, and they, they, we had meeting after meeting, and they were figuring we were going to have, oh, maybe a million and a half people come through town. And, of course, one of the guys I work with, we're going, well, I kind of hope it rains that day. Yeah, and, and so that's kind of what we were hoping for. But, uh, you know, I'm just picturing, picturing the apostles looking up into heaven and that. And, but, but last summer when, they, when the eclipse actually took place, I was thinking, ah, that's no big deal. You know, but actually it was kind of cool. And and it was it was it was just something that we and my my grandson Azrael was with me and and my wife was with me and we were watching and, and of course we had those real special glasses that you could see and and as it turned out it was really cool I mean we, we were we were looking up towards heaven so I can see the apostles were doing the same thing they were they, I'm I'm sure Peter and John were standing there looking wow that's pretty cool wow look at that he's Wow, I can't even see him anymore. Where is he going? You know, I, you know, you know, just human nature. You know, you're going. Wow, this is really awesome. But then, as it as it continues, then they return to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. Well, that kind of got me stuck. I, I wasn't sure what that was. That's about the only uh, instance that I know of in Scripture where it talks about that. But I, I'm guessing that a Sabbath day's journey had to be less than a normal day. But it actually, uh, from Olivet to the east uh, gate of Jerusalem is about half a mile. So it, it's not very far from where they were at that they returned to Jerusalem. And it said, when they had entered, they went up into the upper room where they were staying. Peter, James, John, and Andrew, Philip, and Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon, the zealot, and Judas, the son of James. And this, this I think, verse 14 to me is really kind of, in a sense, the important part here. I mean, the, the ascension, everything there, but, but they were told to go to Jerusalem and wait. It says, these all continued with one Honda. No, excuse me, in one accord, excuse me. And they were, they were in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. So what I'm getting at is if we, it, it, they continued in prayer, well, this this happened this happened about ten days before the day of Pentecost, which we're going to look at next. But uh, I, I think if we really want the working of the Holy Spirit, to me, it's it's prayer is is probably one of the most important things that we can can do as a group and as individuals. And uh, it's it's only by the Holy Spirit that we're going to stand in the day and age that we're living in. Because, uh, you know, you, you can't turn on the news without about seeing something where uh, people are, you know, like even our, our vice president said that he, you know, he likes to talk with, with Jesus and that. And then you get people on the news said he's some kind of demonic freak. And you're going, well, what's that? You know, it's, well, these people don't know the Lord. They don't have the Holy Spirit. So what can you expect out of that? But, but if we're going out into this world without the Holy Spirit, we're, we're going to get beat up. I mean, that's just the way it is, and you're going to get beat up pretty bad. Well, okay, now we're coming to the day of Pentecost. And now Pentecost, the uh, Foursquare Church, we are a Pentecostal charismatic church. But 
you know, the, everybody, when you say Pentecost, oh, wow, that's really scary. Well, you know, you know what fifth, or you know what Pentecost means? It simply means 50. Wow, 50. That's really scary, isn't it? <laughs> 50. No, that's not really very scary at all. I mean, that's, that's but, but what, what Pentecost is, is, uh, is it's basically a harvest celebration. And this happened, it happened, you know, 50 days after Passover. So, uh, in, and, in Jerusalem was where the center of their culture was. And, and as, it, as I understand it, uh, every, every able-bodied man was to attend this celebration. So, it wasn't by accident that the Holy Spirit came on that day. Because there were, there were Jews from all over the Roman world at that time. And, and probably parts of Africa, I mean... You know, who knows where all they came from, but uh, the Lord knew because it says when the day of Pentecost, this is uh, Acts chapter 2, uh, I'm looking at 1 through 4. It says when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were, with, they were in that Honda again. It says they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Okay, so there we see the first evidence of the Holy Spirit at work and, and, and these guys, and, and I, I believe that that's, that's as important today as it was then. Now, there, there's a kind of, I, I don't, now, now there's something I want to I clarify. Now, I'm not saying, there are groups that say if you don't speak in tongues, then you're not saved. Well, we're not going to say that. I, I don't, I don't want to say that at all. I mean, I don't, I don't, because we see throughout Acts where, where numbers were added, but it doesn't say that they spoke in tongues. So, I, I mean, I'm just going with what it says. So, uh, I, you know, I... You know, we, if, if I knew Greek and Hebrew and all that stuff, maybe I could go that route. But, you know, my God's big enough that he can give me a Bible I can understand. So I'm, I'm going with the one I can understand. And, um, but, uh, you know, we, we have, we have a, a spirit that's available for all of us. And, but I don't think it's just a one-time thing. I, I don't think that's a one-time thing. I think, uh, I think, uh, Adrian, I, I appreciated. I don't think that song was accident that you, you, you sang today. I'm filled to be emptied again. Well, that's the Holy Spirit working because we, we get filled and we're emptied and we have to be refilled. And the, the Holy Spirit, I think, with the giftings that it has, there's, there's all kinds of giftings that he gives. Uh, we, you know, a lot of people tend to focus on the tongues, but, but you know, there, there's a place for that in corporate, but then there's also, and, and we find that if, if you need to, need to find a place for that, that's in uh, 1 Corinthians 12. And then, of course, then the meat of it comes with the love chapter in 13. And then in, verse, in, in chapter 14, then it talks about another form where I believe, for me, it has become real. And that's where, you know, you can pray in the spirit in private with a private tongue. And 
for a long time, I didn't believe that. I was like, yeah, I don't know. That just, that just, and I'm, I'll, I'll share with that a little bit later, but, but I thought, you know, I just, I, I don't know about that. You know, I just, it, it just took a long time for me. Maybe I'm a slow learner. Uh, you know, it, it could be in that area, but I know a lot of people are afraid of it. But we don't have to be. We don't have to be afraid at all. Um, you know, I, I really kind of want everything that the Holy Spirit has to give. Because, you know what, by having that, that Holy Spirit, it, it empowers us to be, to be people that are going to help this body grow and to to build each other up that that's i mean that's what it does you know and and i just i just recently got myself a, a new to me truck and and i kind of picture the holy spirit like this is that that you know you you know people talk about that and they say well and i want all this and but i you know leave leave the tongue part out well i'd be like me telling uh, chuck colvin ford mcminnville uh, you know, I'm going to take the whole truck, but would you do me a favor and, and take two of the tires off because I don't want those? And they, they, that'd be kind of stupid. But, but in a sense, that's kind of what we, we tell the Holy Spirit when we tell him we don't want everything that he has to offer. You know, but, um, but being filled, being filled again, you know, like, like the song said, empty to be filled again. Well, I kind of picture that uh, that gas tank that's on that truck, you know, it's kind of the Holy Spirit going in there, you know, and it, it constantly, and this one here seems to be thirstier than my old one. So, uh, you know, you can go and go and go, but at some point when you run out of gas, you're not going anywhere. Well, I think that's what happens to Christians when they think, oh, well, I got baptized with the Spirit a while back, so I don't need any more. And uh, we end up running out of gas. And we, we need to constantly be asking the Lord. And, and I can prove that to you that we need, we need more than one time because we find that here in Acts chapter 4. And this is verses 23 through 31. And uh, it says, now this is, this is after Peter had given, given his first sermon. Now, you realize Peter had to have been filled with the Holy Spirit because chances are good that the sermon he gave had to be the Holy Spirit words because I, I believe Peter was probably illiterate. He couldn't really read or write. You know, he was just a, he was just a Galilean fisherman that really, you know, he didn't have much for education at all. So the words that were given had to be from the Lord. Now, later on, Paul... I mean, he was a guy that was trained by the best of the best. So uh, he, uh, you know, he had more words to give than, than Peter. But nonetheless, Peter had given this, this great message, and it said that uh, people were added to the midst. And that, see, that's, that's, a, that's another thing with the Holy Spirit is that you see the numbers grow. Uh, I mean, numbers not necessarily super important, but I think it is that, that we want to continually bring people into the body and so here in, in Acts chapter 4, verses 23 through 31, it says this is after, the, after all the, the religious leaders had let them go. It says, And being let go, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. So when they heard that they, they raised their voice to God with, with, here's that Honda again, with one accord, 
and said, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them, who by the mouth of your servant David have said, why did the nations rage and the people plot vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to do. Now, now this is getting really important. It says, now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Now, if, if being baptized in the Spirit is just a one-time thing, then why did they need this? I mean, to me, it's, it's an ongoing, it's a way of life. Every day we need to we need to be in prayer to the Lord every day. And we also need to assemble because that's, that's important because corporate prayer is, is something that really builds up the body and, and keeps us in tune with what the Holy Spirit and what the Lord wants. Um, I, I just don't, I don't see that we, we can, we can uh, do without the power of the Holy Spirit on a daily basis. Now I've got some other scriptures that we can go through. Um, now we'll get we'll get into we're going to get into uh, Ephesians six, and this is I, I, I'm sure Debbie doesn't like this particular passage, and I, I know she's back. Oh, she's smiling. Oh, she's smiling. She can't help herself. You know that. Uh, it says, and this is talking about the whole armor of God. We, we know this passage, but a lot of people tend to, they tend to stop after a certain verse. And uh, I'm going to start with verse 10. It says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand the evil day, and having done all to stand, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Now, most people stop there, but there's another, another bit there that's really very important. It says, verse 18, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Oh, there we go. There's, there, there's something. I mean, that talks about that, to me, that spiritual language that we can have in our own, in our, in our prayer closet, kind of like the movie War Room. Have you ever seen that? That's a, that's a great movie. I really like that movie. But that gal had her prayer closet. And, but that, that's, you know, we, we can have our alone time with the Lord where we make sure to pray. We have to pray in the Spirit. 
and being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. So praying in the Spirit, very important. We, we, have, to, we have to have the Holy Spirit all the time. Otherwise, we're going we're gonna to fail. And, I mean, that's just the bottom line. You can try to do it in your strength. Uh, I've, I've got a few instances here where I do believe that uh, people, or if, if without the Holy Spirit, we're going to have some real big issues. And Second uh, Thessalonians 2, 1 through 3. Now, you know, you can correct me if I'm wrong later, but I, I really believe that this is, this is really important. You know, in, in, in uh, Acts 2, I mean, uh, Peter was talking about, uh, about the uh, prophet Joel and the great outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Well, that's been ongoing since that time. I mean, that's not, that not just happened then. It's been going on ever since then. But there is going to come a time where it says, Now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, we ask you not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled, either by spirit or by word or by letter, as if from us, as though the day of Christ had come. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. Now, I, I think that that, to me, that right there, you might say, well, what does that have to do with the Holy Spirit? Well, I think it has a lot to do with it because there are people that, that, that it says in the end times they hold a form of religion but deny its power. Well, if you take the Holy Spirit out of the equation, uh, we're not going to help but fall away when the time comes. I mean, that's just, to me, that's the bottom line right there is that, that and we're seeing that around the country. There are people that are falling away, but, you know, it doesn't have to be that way. You know, if you need the Holy Spirit, um, back in, uh, we could go clear back to Luke. And this is uh, Luke 11, 9 through 13. It says, so, and this is Jesus saying, he says, So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? That serpent there happened to be a demon. I mean, that, that, that's symbolic for demon. Or if he asks for an egg, will he give him a scorpion? There's another name for a demon. Uh, if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? You know, I'm going to share something that happened to me, and, and this is something that happened a few years back. Um, and, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with, I, I got a good deal on a, on a bow for hunting, and uh, I, I tried it for a year and, and, or a season, and, and, and I was getting kind of interested in it, but I, but I was a little bit uneasy in the spirit about the fact that even though it was a good deal, I was going to have to start putting more money into this to, to really get going with this uh, form of sport. And so uh, my wife and I, we had a garage sale. 
And so I thought, well, you know, I'm just going to, as a, as a fleece to the Lord, I'm going to put this thing out there and put a price tag on it. And, uh, you know, I, I figure, well, if, if, uh, if it doesn't sell, I'm gonna, it, it means I'm supposed to keep it. You know, I'm kind of hoping that. But, um, but if, if it does sell, then, well, you know, I pray, Lord, that I'll, I'll have peace about that. Well, I, I put that thing out there, and, and uh, nothing was happening, nothing was happening. And, and so I went on our back deck, and we live right on the Salmon River. And I went in the back deck, and, and I, I started praying. And then I, you know, I'd, I'd been watching Robert Morris about praying in the Spirit. And so I, I thought, well, you know, I'm sure glad nobody's watching. But... Uh, <laughs> I, I'm going, well, okay, let's, let's just see what happens. And so I started, I don't know what I was saying. I mean, obviously, I mean, I'm speaking in something different. It wasn't, I don't believe that tongues is like, I don't believe that. I believe there's an actual language involved. It, what, I mean, we may not know. Of course, we can actually, with, our, with the spiritual language, we can actually pray for the interpretation of what we prayed. That that's okay, that's good too, but but I didn't I didn't know that at the time. But but I was back there and I I was praying in the spirit in a different language for about I don't know ten or fifteen minutes and and so after after I was done I was going I'm like I said I'm I'm sure glad nobody saw that I'm going ah, that was just a bunch of hogwash you know I really thought so and and so I I went back out front and and uh, you know the the thing sat there. That both sat there pretty much going throughout most of the day, and and I, I'm getting closer to the end of that day, and I'm going, well, I guess I'm supposed to keep this thing. And I told Susan, I said, well, I guess I'm supposed to keep that bow. Well, she told me, she says, you know, while you were out back there, there was a guy came in. He said he wanted that. He didn't. He didn't have the money, but that he would be back at five o'clock to pick it up with the money. I went. I went, wow, wow, uh, I mean, that's a pretty small thing, but, but to me, that was when it, it, it actually, this became real, and from that point on, I mean, that's, I, I, try to, I try to practice that as much as I can, even though I still don't get the interpretation, I realized that, you know, of course, the enemy wants you to believe it's not real, and, and our human nature is also good at doing that, too, I mean, saying, ah, oh, it wasn't anything, but uh, in fact, it is. And in fact, it's just as much for today as it was then. We are supposed to continue in prayer. And, and prayer, is, and prayer is, is, to me, it's one of the most important things that we can do as a body. I mean, I mean being in your scripture, it's 100% important, but also prayer is 100% important. You know, I kind of looked that word up in the dictionary. You know, I, I don't know why, I just looked it up. and I mean, I always like to look up because Webster used to be, I mean, he was a Christian guy. But, um, you know, the first definition for prayer is make requests to God, supplications, praise, and worship. Prayer is actually worship. But there was a second one that really hit me and that I never really, and I think when we're praying, if you're praying in the spirit, I, I, I think that I think this is when when your spirit in his spirit are really in tune is that the second definition is fellowship with God how about that I mean had you ever I'd never really heard that 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 prayer fellowship with God wow 
I mean, what a concept. <laughs> and here, here, you know, Jesus knew what he was doing, I mean, and telling us that we need that. I mean, without it, we're going to get beat up. Um, I'm going to share it with one last thing. I'm just about done today. But I have one last uh, little illustration to give. I hope this isn't too stupid. But it, it, it's okay if it is. And uh, if we, if we want to go out into the world on our own, God won't force us to receive the Holy Spirit. But let me tell you what's going to happen. My, my grandkids, uh, they, they love this thing when they come over. And they, they, think that they think that they are Superman when they're wearing this. But uh, it's pretty easy to overpower them. But, but for the most part, if we're, if we're out there on our own, we're going to run into somebody like this. This is the Incredible Hulk. And he's, the Incredible Hulk is going to beat you up. He will. He will beat you up if you're on, our, on your own. And how do I know this? Well... It, you can find this in Acts chapter 19. Just a little little illustration, and this is this is verses 14 through 16, and we're and we're talking about. It says uh, there were seven sons of Siva, a Jewish chief priest who did so, and the evil spirit answered and said, "Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you?" Then the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overpowered them and prevailed against them so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. That's what happens when you go unarmed. If you go without the Holy Spirit, he's, he's going to tear you up. Somebody like the Incredible Hulk's going to rip you to pieces. Hulk smash! Well, he, that guy did. I mean, you're talking, there's seven people that he overpowered. I mean, that, that has to be something spiritual, I mean, to, in order to do that. Um, we don't have much else for today, but you know we we have some elders here. I, I, we got we got several elders. If if you want more of the Holy Spirit, be more than happy to pray with you today, uh, because I I think that that like I say, without Him, when the end comes, which which I believe we're rapidly approaching that. I mean, I, I just don't, I don't think that as believers there's any way for us to not know that we are in the end times. Um, and if we're not relying upon him, praying all the, my Bible says pray without ceasing. And that, that's, that's just, that's just the way it is. I mean, that's just, in a sense, being in fellowship with God all the time. Because otherwise, if you try to, like I say, I, I tend to try to be independent. I mean, it, and even kids... I mean, young kids, my grandkids are prime examples of, of people that want to be independent. You know, well, well here, uh, Jonathan, let me help you tie your shoes. No, I want to do it myself. Well, they're just like us. I mean, I'm like that. You know, I, I uh, well, I don't need the directions. I can put this thing together without that. I'm independent. Well, well, what, what's these extra parts for? I don't need them anyhow. And <laughs> I mean, how often do we do that? We have our instruction manual, we have prayer, we have the Holy Spirit, and uh, it's okay to, to, it's okay to work in the full power of the gospel, kind of like the full, who's it, the full gospel businessmen. You know, I haven't heard about them for years, I don't even know if they're still, are they? 
I, I didn't know that, but, but I mean, they, they believe in the full gospel, and I believe we should too. It's just as much today as then. So, Lord God, I thank you for this day and, and pray that this is an encouragement. Um, also, Lord, it, it, it's kind of serious in that we do need you every day. We need your spirit. Without your spirit, uh, we're not really going to accomplish anything. But Lord, help us to add to the body and bring glory to you. In Jesus' name, amen.